0: Today, we're talking to a top real estate coach about what you can do to finish the year strong. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. And now, on to our show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris, I am your guide. And host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with top producer, author, and real estate coach, Debbie DiMaggio. Before we get to Debbie, just a couple of quick reminders. Please, as always, support our sponsors. You hear them at the beginning of the show and then halfway through the interview. Let them know how much you love them because they help support and keep our show rolling. So check out their products and services. We appreciate that. And also tell a friend about this podcast. Think of one other agent that could benefit from hearing our interviews with top producers and send them a link. You can send them a link to whatever podcast app you might be listening to, or you can send them right to our website, keepingitrealpod.com, where every single episode can be streamed right from a browser. All right, guys, let's get to the main event, my conversation with Debbie DiMaggio. (laughs) Go. Our guest is Debbie DiMaggio with Corcoran in San Francisco and LA. She's also a leader of the DiMaggio Beta Group. Uh, She's been practicing real estate for a long time, also as an author, a coach. Let me tell you more about Debbie. Now, Debbie DiMaggio is a top one and a half, sorry, one and a half. I'm going to start that one over. Debbie DiMaggio is a top 1.5% producer of all agents nationwide. I wanted to make sure I got that right because that is a truly impressive statistic. She has been an author four times. Over. She is a mother of two, a wife, and a philanthropist. Her love of meeting people, travel, design, and experiencing new cultures has driven her success in real estate and beyond. Debbie aspires to inspire by living her purpose and passion is committed to helping her clients through their first, second, or third transaction or when mentoring others on their own paths to greatness. She's also a full-time realtor and a partner in a real estate firm, Corcoran Icon Properties, and the marketing director and coach for the company's 80 agents. Debbie loves helping others achieve their dreams, whether your clients or other agents, helping expand her business into coaching. She coaches agents. Debbie also will guide you towards achieving your goals while holding yourself accountable keeping you on track, which is easier said than done. And as I'm thinking about this out loud and reading Debbie's bio, I can't think of too many real estate coaches who have been practicing for 35 years on top of coaching. That is really a huge asset. So please welcome. Oh, and let's let's give Debbie's tagline first, follow your passion, live your purpose. I want to give a plug for Debbie's books before she comes on. By the way, we will have links to all of her books Uh, in the show notes. You can find them anywhere books are sold, Amazon in particular. But her books are called The Art of Real Estate, Um, Real Estate Rules, 52 Ways to Achieve Success in Real Estate, Contained Beauty. And during COVID, she wrote Beauty at Any Age because age is just an attitude. Uh, Follow Debbie at her website, Debbie, and that's D-E-B-B-I, no E, Debbie DiMaggio, D-I-M-A-G-G-I-O, Debbie DiMaggio.org. We will have a link to that in the show notes. Also follow her on Instagram at Debbie DiMaggio. We'll have a link to that too. Debbie, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Wow. What an introduction. Thank you so much. (laughs)
0: Well, you have done a lot in in your career and there's a lot to celebrate there. And our audience, uh, I hope they're impressed because I'm impressed. And I talk to top producers almost every day on this show. And I get so excited when I get to talk to somebody like you who's not only a successful agent, but also a su- successful business owner, mentor, author, uh, and uh, and now coach. So I am, I am a, a huge fan of, they, I think they, and, and a mother and on top of it, and a wife. Uh, it's that expression, if you want something done, give it to a busy mom, right? They just get things done. So uh, you've gotten a lot done in your career, and now your son is working with you on the team, which is really cool. I think that is really, really neat. But I would like to go all the way back to the beginning of your career because people like to hear the origin story. Where did you come from? Uh, How did you get into real estate? Why real estate? So can you walk us through sort of how that happened?
1: I can. So when I was growing up, uh, people would always ask you, what do you want to do when you grow up? I had no idea what I wanted to do. I figured one day it would hit me. The only thing (laughs) I knew I did not want to do was real estate. It (laughs) my dad was he used to buy and sell he was always on the phone he was managing his investors very different i'm a residential sales for over 35 years but sure. but he was it was real estate nonetheless he was on the phone there was no cell phones at that time he was always right. tethered to his phone he was always working i'm like no we couldn't go on proper vacations because he always right. had a deal in the works so i so for as long as i can remember until i was probably 27 when it when i finally started real estate, the only thing I didn't want to do all my life was real estate. And then I realized when I was working for other people, I worked in magazines and did some different things. Some days I'd have a job for a week, a day, two weeks, I said, this isn't for me. I know there's something out there. And that's why I talk about people living their passion is so important. I kept trying. And thankfully, I had parents who allowed me to continue to try. And It just, I realized I can't have a boss. I don't want someone telling me what to do. I like to work really hard and I don't want to work really hard and not be compensated for that. So it all kind of populated into real estate, which started out in rentals um, in San Francisco. And a friend of mine, Adam and my partner said, Debbie would rentals. And this is the time before Craigslist, 19... uh it was uh, 1993, 94, no, 19, 1990, 1990, about there was, we were in San Francisco, there, there was no Craigslist. So you would, as a rental agent, you'd call on owners, property managers in San Francisco, these big, gorgeous buildings. So you'd call to get a listing, like one building might have, you know, 20 listings, and you'd continue to call. And then you would, work with um, people to get them into rentals. And it was so lucrative and I loved it. But I will tell you when I was 25, and this is where my coaching, when I go back and how I've written my coaching programs, when I was 25, I was so lost. I was living in LA. I loved LA, but I wasn't liking what I was doing. My fiance at the time says, "Get, get your real estate license, which I did, but I hated being home. So I was super depressed and I wrote out what I like what I like to do. I didn't know what it was. I said, I love working with people. I love meeting new people. I love helping people. I love doing something different every day. I don't want to be tethered to a desk. And I like a beginning, a middle and an end. And so that translated a couple of years later into this call of a friend saying, Debbie should get into rentals with me and real estate. Has a middle, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I get to meet people all the time. Of all different nationalities, of all different backgrounds, because I'm from a little town called Piedmont, California. We're near Oakland and near Berkeley, and it's only 10,000 people and 4,000 homes. So I grew up there. We raised our kids there. My parents still live there. So when I say meeting other people, I get so excited. As soon as someone walks through the open house, I'm like, "Oh, where are you from?" You know, you know, they'll say where they're from now or no, or where did you grow up? And there's always some crazy long story, and I'm like, "I'm from Piedmont." I grew up in piedmont (laughs) i went to cal and um anyway so that's kind of where tip of the iceberg where it started and i've been doing practicing real estate for over 35 years and i still love it and i still get to meet new people every day
0: it's it's an incredible story um as as a coach i I think it would be fun to kind of dive right in to what's going on today and and obviously san francisco has a, a unique market as well um that isn't always tracking the same as as other uh, other markets here in the country. But uh, I suspect it's happening in San Francisco too. Of course, you're dealing with uh with inventory issues. I mean San Francisco always has inventory issues. That's part of the charm of it. Uh, but it also makes it incredibly challenging for 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 people to to build careers there. Um, but uh you know you 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 mentor agents, you coach agents, you've written books helping agents What would what are you telling your clients agents right now who are you know struggling a bit maybe they're not getting as many listings you know there's not as many buyers flooding the market Um, what are you telling them to do now just to sort of stay engaged and busy
1: yeah sure so that kind of taps into my uh, coaching program called Foundation for Success and it's it's back to it's just basic things okay first of all you can't sit at home. You know, waiting for your phone to ring. You've got to be out there engaging and connecting. So you you so the first thing I say is you, and we hire a new agent, I say, you have to be in the office, sit next to Adam. Adam's very structured. He likes to be behind his desk. He's there. That's where he works. For me, I'm up in our loft at our house right now. I'll be in the car working. I'll pull over and work. I'll be you know, checking on one of our properties that we're preparing for market. I'll just stand outside. I'll be on the phone. So with the new agents, I sit down in front of Adam. Adam will be talking to 80 agents over the time. People call him with issues and problems. You can hear how he is speaking and what kinds of problems arise. You will never know until you hear it and there's always different kinds of issues that come up but when you're sitting there and listening to him so that's the first thing be in be present the other thing is so when you're there and an agent like myself we carry a lot of listings we're very busy adam and i chase very grateful for that but if you're there and i see you're there and i get a client a buyer that for one of my listings and I don't want to write it and maybe Adam's writing for another person, I'll say, hey Dre, I, you know, do you want this buyer? I mean, because they're there. So right. being being present. That is yes. my number one. Be present. I, you know, yeah, years before, ahead. I'm
0: sorry, Debbie, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, it's so funny. I, um, before I started this podcast, I'm from a little, not a little town, but a, a smaller town in, in Illinois called Peoria. And I interviewed, uh, somebody who was like the seventh best realtor there just because he was a friend of a friend, because that's where I grew up. And so I, this is all before I had the show and, um, actually was the impetus for, for this building the show. And I said to him, uh, I, Brian is his name. I said, Hey, Brian, um, why is it that out of the thousand uh, realtors in the area, why are, why do you think you're number seven? He goes, well, I'm not smarter than than anybody uh, or everybody, and I'm certainly not more skilled than everybody. But he goes, I show up on time to the yeah. office, I, and it, it, and and he goes, I he goes he goes, you'd be shocked the people that produce, and this is a long time ago, and not everyone works in an office anymore, but but if he would say the people that produce are there at like eight or nine a.m. Uh, and, and they, and they start working and they actually start doing things. And I go, well, yeah, there's more to it than that. And he goes, not really. He goes, it's a lot about showing up and just doing the work. And I, I, I know that's not always the most exciting thing to, to hear, but it is the truth, right? So the it's truth, about discipline. And
1: that's the thing that, there's no science to it. I'm, you know, you don't have to be super smart. You have to be, show up, be present, be kind, communicate, I mean, I just did a deal with an agent and he said, Debbie, do you know I'm new? And I said, no. I said, I want to commend you. I go, you have been so communicative. It's been amazing. We had a few little things, but because we, you know, we jumped off of a text, off of an email, had a voice to voice conversation. We knew what was happening. We knew the insurance was a problem you know, with all our fires here in California. So but we talked through it. So we you know, we and I said, you come to the office, I want to hire you. (laughs) I mean, he was so good. And there are so many agents who have been around and are not communicative, communicative, and it's it's a bummer because it affects the deal. It affects how you're feeling. I mean yes you're always stressed with your seller your buyer cuz they're going Oops. through a big transition so it we're supposed to advocate for them and we're supposed to like make it work and if you can't get a hold of someone it's so aggravating it's so it's for, that's also very important you have to communicate it's I can't even tell you how important
0: that is it, you know I I couldn't agree with you more and I I was just thinking as you were talking about the texting versus talking Um, I was thinking, well, why is it that texting isn't as effective to deal with frustrations and stuff? It's because, I don't know why necessarily, but um, on text, you don't get to discharge that stress uh, as easily, right? You get a a sort of a message that maybe is a bump in the road in a transaction or the other side is doing something weird and you're like, oh, and you get all frustrated. And as you said, Hey, let's chat on the phone. Maybe we can work this out. And you're able to work with another human and actually talk about the frustrations. It doesn't translate as well on text. So I, I think you're so right that moving away from texting, you know, even just with the the co-op broker, the other agent on the other side, you know, get on the phone with them, talk about what's happening.
1: I'll just I'll give you an example of this. Okay. First of all, you need to know, you really need to know who you're dealing with um, culturally it we're all different i'm 100 sicilian different people have different backgrounds it's like then you know where they're coming from right you have to know who the the person is so you can you understand so it's not like a bad thing it's just that you know where they're coming from what their upbringing is how they might react so that's number one so we we're doing a transaction and the the buyer this girl she had just come out of a divorce she had bought homes before But her, but her in the Oakland area, her father lived in LA, completely different markets, Northern and Southern California, completely different. So once, so the the agent I was working with wouldn't get on the phone, wouldn't get on the phone. So I I didn't want to be mean, but I called her broker who was a friend of mine. And I said, Hey, Vanessa, I just, you know, it's not an issue. I just, if I can communicate with her on the, we would understand what's happening. So when... The agent finally called me back she explained her father's in la he's dictating from behind he's trying to protect her i said okay i get it i go i totally get it i was in la at the time we were doing the deal in oakland but i was in la on the phone with her i remember i remember everywhere i was when i'm talking on the phone i'm walking down melrose place from alfred's anyway i said okay that makes a ton of sense in la they negotiate up in Northern California, we get all the disclosures ahead of time, the home inspection, the roof inspection, as the listing agent. We have everything. So when we present it, they know what they're buying. Well, in LA, you go into contract, and then the buyer does all that, and then they renegotiate. So long and the short of it, once I understood where they were coming from, we were able to move through it. But you can't right. talk about that on a text.
0: <laughs> right. It's, too, it, it's it's Yeah, there's too much context. There's too much nuance. And, um, and, and, yeah, and, and there is, you know, it's, it's how we, it's how we connect to other people is through face-to-face or voice-to-voice communication. And, and a lot of problems get resolved as well, just because two people are want to work together to get this deal closed. Um, Everyone
1: wants and the so, same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's, so
0: that's a, that's a great tip. Where else do you see agents struggling today? Like as far as staying busy, staying active obviously showing up you mentioned yep. um, you know c- being being communicative uh, what are some things that agents can do today to make sure they're staying top of mind in their sphere yep. so when their sphere is ready to move obviously they hopefully choose them.
1: well let me ask you a question where where do buyers show up? Where do you see buyers?
0: Uh, yeah so where do buyers show up they show up on Zillow. They show up, uh, or digitally, they show up on Zillow. They show up at open houses. Exactly. Uh, Okay,
1: let's stop there. Open houses. Why, as a new agent or an agent looking to build their business because of a slower market, why aren't you creating opportunities for yourself? How hard is it to say, Debbie, you've got three listings. Can I hold it open on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? People love to look at houses. So- one of our agents, Chris Nava. I love this story. New agent. First thing he did before he started with us, his partner bought him our book, The Art of Real Estate. He had read the book before he came to us. He said, you tell me what to do, I'm going to do it. He did it and more. He was a flight attendant full time. He would get home like at midnight on a Friday. He would do one of our open houses on Saturday and one on Sunday. And he would show property on Saturday. Was he complaining or was he saying, I don't have things to do? He was so busy. I will tell you, he is so successful now. And he sat right in front of Adam for probably the first five years.
0: I love that. I, I love that, and and you are so right. I love it when I hear, and I don't hear it as much anymore. But but years ago, I would hear things like, "Open houses don't work anymore," and I'm like, "Well, everyone I ever interview on this show says they still work." And what else are you doing? It, it's such a great opportunity to just learn how to talk to people about real estate, if nothing else. Talk to buyers, you know, and and, and learning how to present a property. Um, and so, for anyone listening who is like, "I don't have any listings." What you do is you ingratiate yourself with some of the top producers in your office like Debbie and you go, Debbie, please, 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 can I do this? And if you you know, show enough initiative, Debbie's going to be like, sure, that makes Debbie look good to the seller as well. It also is, it's a win for Debbie and it's a win for you um, and you get some leads out of it too.
1: Yeah. And you, and you, so not only are you meeting potential buyers, you're meeting people who are just looking because they like, everyone loves design. So they might just be in there and then it might occur to them. Wow. That person was so nice to me. I'm not moving, but I know someone who would really benefit by Debbie's service. And then you have the other one sellers you're in there meeting sellers. One of our agents was doing an open house. She ended up losing the listing because the woman wasn't she was not her price point was what she wanted too much, but she also wanted to give it to her new son in law. So but she lost it after being on the market. But she ended up meeting a seller. And now she's listing another home. If she didn't give herself the opportunity for people to meet her, and she's not a Piedmont agent. So there's no way they would have found her if she wasn't sitting at her open house.
0: It's incredible. I, I, we have about 800 agents here at our firm and I, I could not bang the drum harder saying, (laughs) please ask another agent to sit in open house in an area that you want to specialize in. And, and you know, they, they they might not be able to say yes. It just kind of depends on the seller obviously, but uh, most cases they will say yes. um, If you you want their house
1: exposed, I mean, you want to expose your home to potential people. The other thing is if, when homes there's right now in our market, some homes are selling in multiple offers still and others are taking some time. So we had a house that uh, took a long time to sell and we had it open every weekend, we not only gave opportunity to other agents in our office, because we're partners, we are partners in our firm. Um, sure. We were able to give our agents opportunities. We were able to meet new people, new agents, new people from the community we might not have met before. Now remember, as a realtor, you're, you're kind of a little bit like a celebrity. People see you because we market ourselves. You know, you've got your photo here and there and everywhere. So you have to give those people the opportunity, the public, to see you, touch you, feel you, and if you're not there, they don't, you know, they don't really know how to, you know. Sometimes they'll, yes, they'll pick up the phone. Sometimes, but it, it makes it better if they can find a connection with you by meeting you.
0: Yeah, that is such that is such a great a great tip. It's, it's amazing. And by the way, we should mention because I always wait till the end, and then not everyone makes it to the end of every episode. So I'm sort of remiss if I don't do this now, Um, but. By the way, if you are a realtor in either the Bay Area or working in in Los Angeles, and you are looking to maybe explore what other teams or other firms have to offer, Debbie, I mean, we, are, we ran through her bio at the beginning. It's really impressive, but they are looking to expand their team. They're with Corcoran. They're awesome. Uh, Thirty five years experience, top you know one and a half percent producer. D- Debbie and her team are awesome. So if you have interest. Um, you know, the best place to learn about all things, Debbie is you go to her website, debbiedimaggio.com or .org rather. We'll have a link to that in the show notes, but she is also taking on new agents.
1: Perfect. Thank you.
0: And, and by the way, if you are not in those areas, but you want to be coached by somebody who is a 35 year top producer, uh, I think that's a pretty good idea. So you can also reach out to Debbie too. So anyone listening could benefit, um, You know, from reaching out to Debbie, and you have lots of uh, other programs as well and books. So check out all things Debbie at our website. Um, So Debbie, I'm I'm curious too. Of we talked about open houses, sitting open houses as 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 a great idea. I would love to talk about marketing because I think the the landscape of marketing has shifted. Obviously, different age groups require different sort of processes. Um, I grew up, you know, on the telephone talking to my friends. That has gone away. Nobody does that anymore. Uh, But yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, it's it's funny, but people have to be marketed to in sort of ever expanding ways. Um, What are you? How are you seeing the most success, or or where are you seeing opportunities with marketing, and how are you reaching out to find new clients? Yeah.
1: So now there's. There's all ages, right? You've got young people, you've got middle, you've got older people. So let's start with the older people. A lot of them aren't on email to receive a newsletter. They might not. um, They're probably probably not on social media a whole lot. So you still have to do some of that postcard marketing. You, You do have to add that in because Recently, we did a postcard mailing. We we don't do it often enough, but we did. And someone got that postcard and called me and said, I love the way you marketed that home. So you do have to do that. That's important too. And maybe you don't do it quite as every month. Maybe you do it every quarter or something, but that's really important to do postcard marketing. And those older people, I will tell you, they come in with that postcard, three of them, they come in and they're like, "Like I don't know who I am. Like I'm here. I got your postcard. So,
0: and so do you, do you recommend for postcard marketing to, you know, in an area that you've just sold, maybe also um, yeah. blanket? Is that sort of how you're, or are you doing it a different way?
1: So I have two areas that I really like to market that I re- am really networked in from. So Piedmont is one of them where I grew up where our kids grew up. So I really like I'm it's my it's my area so i really and i you know everything about it so and i know how to connect people someone needed to get into a preschool adam made a call got him into the preschool they had tried for years and couldn't get into the preschool so we're really hyper connected then we moved up to a little community up the hill two minutes away Hiller highlands and it's nice because it's this pretty this community of six hoas and we overlook San Francisco Bay. And so it's like a really nice finite area to market. So we've had six on our little teeny street, we've had six listings (laughs) and we've sold some of them two and three times on our street, not even in the community. So it makes it a really defined area, but yes, wherever you are, if you're, you know, you're in Chicago and you're like, I'm going to do the gold market to the gold coast or whatever it is, or like if you're in an area with high rises like Chicago you know do one whole building like really yes. try to take advantage of that um so yes yeah, so postcard marketing newsletters uh, through eblast is important you know you will get some unsubscribes and i'm sensitive so it hurts my feelings but <laughs> but it's important because then other people will be like oh my god thank you or i missed the last one who is the dog walker you recommended so i'm trying to make it I'm really into marketing and I'm the marketing director as well of our 80 agents. So I'm very like font sensitive. I can't even watch TV without noticing fonts. I could see your font in the back, keeping real podcasts. I mean, I just noticed things like yeah. that so right now. I'm working with someone to do a, a new newsletter with not as detailed because my other ones tended to be too long. So trying to condense it and just make it, you know, very clean and fun. So newsletters are very important because people do get those and they do like some of the information. Um, Don't make it too long. Um, You know, handwritten notes are super important. So what I literally just started doing at my open houses, I have a little card with Chase and Adam and I and then Corcoran on the back and my contact information. So as I was sitting at the open house, I was like, thank you so much. And I don't put the address. I just thank you so much for stopping by. Um, Let me know if you'd like more information on this house or any others in the neighborhood. And then I can send them off with that card. If you know if I instead of giving them uh, my business card, I can give them that. And it has a little personal note, but also writing personal notes just in general, you know, it could be anything, you know, try to connect with your people, past clients, you know, congratulations, or it's been a year, happy anniversary, or there's a million reasons to, you know, send someone a note, or I thought you might yeah. be interested in this restaurant. It's really fabulous, you know, but just keeping in contact with people. Um, I know I'm talking a lot, but.
0: <laughs> no, this <laughs> um, is all Great.
1: Um, You Like right now I'm in the midst of putting my top 1000 people. And as you go through it, you realize, God, I really do know all these people. But don't forget, it's not just buyers and sellers or family or friends. It's the other one. My most loved, beloved way to get business, other agents, any agent listening to this show, reach out to me. I'd love to pay a 25% referral fee. I love to refer you someone. I just was, I was in the Hamptons uh, two weeks ago referring another Corcoran agent. I didn't have to go to make a personal introduction, but it's a friend of mine and she was selling her home. So I went and then I had just met Mala at, um, in Nashville at our conference. We were both on the marketing panel. And so I said, I'm coming out. I'm gonna introduce you to my friend who's selling her house in Southampton." So I got to connect them and I'm gonna get a referral fee. I got to spend a week in the Hamptons and I got to, you know, really Um, solidify our bond with the agent who I only met briefly when we were in Nashville at our Corcoran conference. So no matter where in the world a realtor is, I want to know them because I I might have a a need to refer someone in Chicago. I I can't even think of an agent I know in Chicago, actually. So
0: (laughs) hear that Chicago agents Uh, opportunity knocks opportunity because, you know, look, Debbie works in an area that people move into or move out of. I mean, obviously there's people that have lived in in the Bay Area their whole life as well, but a lot of people aspire to living in New York, uh, San Francisco, you know, places like that. So not everyone's from there and sometimes people don't always stay there. So, and obviously in the tech space, you know, it's going to attract a lot of people moving in and out as well. So yeah, great opportunity (laughs) there to, uh, to, to really, you know, so for everyone listening, think about where do the people in your community who, who, aren't born and raised where did they come from if is there some patterns there that we can start to explore and where do they leave well, maybe once they retire where do they go another opportunity to, to look for some patterns and then reach out to other agents uh you know if if everyone leaves and goes and retires down in, in south florida well there you go start making some introductions uh start start making start start, sorry, start meeting people in South Florida who, um, you know, who obviously would be happy to get, uh, to get those referrals and you get that, you know, 25% referral fee. So brilliant idea. Um, That, that is really something we don't talk enough about on the show is referrals in that way from other agents. So I I appreciate you saying that. So I guess it it also playing nice in the sandbox. I I want to talk about, can we talk about the importance of that and meaning- When you're doing a transaction, even if you're, you know, working against another agent, you are still cooperating or attempting to cooperate to close the commit the deal. Um, you know, how important is that?
1: Well, first of all, change the language. You're not working against; you're working with. So, when we go into escrow with an agent on the other side, listing agent, selling agent, you're working together. It's not about you; it's about your clients. So, you're working together in collaboration to make it go through as smoothly as possible for everyone. It's going to be easier on you you know i mean we we get wrapped into every deal emotionally you can't help it because you're helping someone and they're stressed so it's the agents were there to you know to to work so um you want to make sure you're communicative you're kind now not only when you're doing the deal it's important but that's of course one very important but when you're up against five other agents and they know that debbie and adam are easy to work with they communicate they're going to get the deal done do you know how many times we've won a deal or got a counter because they didn't want to work with so-and-so they wanted to work with us so that benefits our client and then it benefits the agent because she knows he or she is not going to be suffering with another agent who's not doesn't have those qualities
0: Yeah, that is, that is such an important point is, is, you know, really having a reputation of being easy to work with. And I, and you, you just said it yourself, um, you know, sometimes highest and best doesn't win the deal because they go, oh, that's a person that is difficult to work with. Maybe it won't close. I don't, you know, I, I've, and again, you want the reputation of, oh, thank God it's an offer from Debbie. That's what I, that's what you want to see.
1: Exactly. And then the other one is, um, uh, oh, and then just being um, working with other realtors. So if other realtors in the community, they will call on you, do you have something coming up or I have this coming up, you'll get leads ahead of time saying oh i've got this property coming up for two and a half million um it hasn't hit the market yet and you'll get these calls i remember one of our agents said well i want to be like you guys i want to be the the cream of the crop where i get the call from all the other top agents so it's 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 a benefit to your clients by just being a human being and being kind and communicative and um it really pays pays you back because you People want to work with you and it helps your clients get the deal.
0: You you said something and it was just a language thing, but I think it's very impactful. You said something very important. I, I uh, mistakenly said when you're working against an agent, I'm glad you corrected me because and you didn't just say, uh, you know, working on a deal with somebody, you said a very specific phrase, you're working with another agent. So, and I'm thinking about this, when I talk to other agents and I go, oh, have you ever done a deal with so-and-so? We talk about it as, I did a deal with so-and-so, but I very rarely hear somebody say, I worked with another agent. And working with sort of presupposes that there's some sort of harmony there and some sort of team collaborative effort. And even if it's just a little language thing, I think that would be really great way to sort of trick the mind into thinking this is a, a more um, you know easy relationship and, and friendly relationship by saying, oh, I, I'm currently working with so-and-so at a different firm to help close this deal. I, I think language really does uh, impact how we feel about things.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the language and the positivity. I mean, it, because in your mind, it's like you're seeing something go smoothly as opposed to like, like if I named an agent that I know is difficult, I'm like, oh. You just go, oh, it's going to be so tough or they're going to she's going to come back and renegotiate, even though she already signed off. And it's like and then you kind of are stuck and you have to deal with it. Right. So it's it's just I I can't say enough about just working together and collaboration is so key. Let me tell you a quick little story. An agent, new agents just came to work with us. And and um, and this is just about your intuition and following your gut. So she came into the office and she was like, I met this lady the other day, she's like 87. And she was so nice. And she's like, and it's in, you know, this area, she told me the area, you won't know it, but anyway, she's in this area that's not so great. She's like, but she was so nice and she loved me. You know, we just really hit it off and she invited me to this event and I'm like, great. And she's just really just like so excited. She's talking about it. And I know because I have an 87 year old friend Velma and I, I call it driving Miss Velma and I take her out to lunch and she doesn't have anyone and I just I feel so good just being with her um, she's leaving to go out of town tomorrow so when she gets back we'll go have lunch and you know I'm busy but I always try to make time for Velma and um, I have a good time and it makes me feel good and I know it makes her feel good sometimes I have her to my open houses just to to just be around people. Well, anyway, Drea is really excited. She's sharing the story. And then she says, I went home and I told my husband and he said, why would you want to go out there? Why would you want to do anything out there in that area? I said, oh my God, I go, I'm going to cry. I said, stop right there. I don't need to hear anymore." When you were telling me you were lit up, you were so excited. You do not know if she has some other friend who's going to end up giving you a referral because she's like talking about how much she loves you. And it's going to be right smack in your neighborhood where you want to sell a house. You have no idea if the gardener's going to have a referral. You have no idea who is going to have that referral, but that's not the point. The point is she lit up when you light up and you're being your authentic self and you're feeling good. That's when you start to attract. I said, it's not like for like, it's not because if I do this, I'm going to get this. It's like, because I did this, I just got a listing the other day at the open house. Cause I was so happy and I was radiating and I just attracted that positive energy. So you just do don't, don't, you know, like for like, it's just, you don't know where it's going to come from. That's how I've always done my business. I've never. I've never like oh I'm I got this listing I'm only going to spend a thousand dollars not five thousand dollars on the marketing because I don't it's not going to be worth it for this deal it doesn't matter when you have a really beautiful listing market the heck out of it because now you have all those assets for all of your marketing social media which we haven't even touched on and all of that so you go with your gut and and just watching her radiate was just was great and I knew exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know we sort of discard older people in in this uh, in our society here, and we don't give them the attention that that they need or deserve. Yeah. And a lot of them are lonely, and a lot of them are looking for you know some companionship. And it, you know even if nothing else comes of it, but you made somebody smile a little bit and yeah. feel a little bit less alone, um, you're going to feel better about that, even if it doesn't translate into yeah. a, a, a deal. Um, but odds are, it, I know that. I would only refer people that I think care about me in, in any sort of field. Like exactly. I, I would only refer my accountant if I thought my accountant really cares about my finances and cares about me. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't want to refer my accountant. So you can demonstrate care to people and you're talking about doing exactly that. Um, let's talk social media. Um, yeah. So tell tell us, <laughs> what, what how do you approach social media?
1: Yes. Yeah. So, well, the reason I'm actually here with you today is because I hired Kim as a coach because... When we started, we started our own firm Highland Partners in 2008, 2009, during the recession, people said, don't you know there's a recession and why are you starting a company? And we said, because we won't, we wouldn't have an opportunity at another time. So we just trudged through. So I knew nothing about social media in 08, 09. And so I took it upon myself to learn everything. So in the process. I was a lot of hit and misses. So I created lots of different accounts and was practicing. And so I had too many. And then with my Instagram, I have like five Instagrams, the different personalities, Debbie DiMaggio, storyteller, DiMaggio, better real estate, Debbie DiMaggio, LA, beauty at any age. I have so many. So I was like, I have to work with Kim to hone it down. So I'm really working on getting everything down under Debbie DiMaggio. But we had to do social media because you we weren't going to start a company in 09 with you know, advertising on a billboard, you know, we weren't gonna be calling people. Social media was the way to immediately ignite who we were so we started on that and then over the years i've refined and i'm much better at it but now it's just there's so much that comes after us but it is super important because everyone's on it and they i mean i was asking my friend the other day i go you don't watch tv she's like no i'm doing sudoku and my husband's on reels right so it's like people are on it all the time and so you have to be where the people are so and again that's that's one segment there's other segments but You can easily take your, um, I I train on social media for the agents, of course, and anyone who's looking to sell a product, business, or brand. Um, And then you can share that across LinkedIn, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Twitter, you know, you can uh, TikTok, another one I talk about called Alignable. You can take the same post and push put it at all platforms because everyone's on a different platform. Like I go to LinkedIn to verify if someone's real or not. And if they're not on LinkedIn, I'm like, hmm, I don't think I'm in a, if it's an agent, let's say I'm like, yeah, you don't really have a LinkedIn presence. So how could you be serving your listings? Because, you know, you're not really out there. So, you know, it's, there's a lot to it. But yes, social media is super important. You want to be in front of business people. You want to be in front of, you know, potential buyers that are on social media or realtors. I had someone in Utah, um, someone said, my boss, my boss said, Oh, you should follow Debbie DiMaggio. She's really good at social media. And I don't even know who the boss was. And somehow I met this woman and I'm like, oh my God, I have no idea. I go I mean, and my social media is nowhere near some of the people that you interview, but, but it works, you know, it, it, it works that people do get to know you, you become familiar in front of them. Uh,
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about your coaching program, Foundation for Success. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So I have five uh, platforms that I coach on and we've, we've touched upon them right now. Um, so the important thing is we want to educate, communicate and inspire. That's why that's what we have to do as a realtor. You know, People want to see design. So you might post design and all this different stuff. So the five marketing platforms, social media, get out in front of your audience, email, sphere of influence, e-blast, you want to connect with people. Um, newsletters, note cards, postcards, so touch points. You want to touch them in a you know, more personal way. Um, websites, blogs, editorial contributions, so we can educate and inspire. So let me just give you a little example about that. People are like, well, how do I do that? You know, what do I do? So you want to write a, so you write a blog, you can post the blog across all social media, then you can put it on your website. And then it's a place. So we just did one where my son was working with some first time home buyers and the people the buyers were got so overwhelmed about the process. So I broke it down and I put it on my website. So now when we have a first time home buyer, we can go to the link and share the link. So it's a holding place for all that information that we give time and time again um, to buyers or sellers. Uh, well, for us sellers, we're always working with sellers to bring their house to market. So I have the from lived in to staged to to sell, and I have just everything we do to get that house ready for market. I even have YouTube videos on that, and then the last one: people, podcasts, partnerships, and collaboration. So. I've done in the past a lot of panel discussions where I bring in maybe five different people, maybe a financial planner, a 1031 specialist, a feng shui expert, and then myself, and then maybe a contractor. And then we do like a QA, and you're getting in front of people, you're adding value, you're giving them information and they get to see you doing what you do best you're you're giving back to them and educating them. So those are the five different principles and I always say don't get overwhelmed. I'll teach you how to go through all of them.
0: And if you're interested in signing up for Foundations for Success, Debbie's got an entire coaching program for you as she just outlined. You can visit debbiedimaggio.org, Link to that in the show notes and learn more about that. Um yeah, I I, I you said so much there and I was thinking about this idea of doing these, these panel uh, discussions. And so, you know, I think most of us have heard of first time home buyer seminars, but what you said was, was really cool because you could bring in all these experts from different fields, like a financial advisor, maybe, you know, um, uh, an accountant maybe, and, and you know, various tangentially related sort of services, um, a loan officer, of course, and, and you know, appraiser, uh, attorney, whatever. And you all share the stage and, and you invite your clients, they invite their clients and yep. you sort of cross-pollinate a little bit.
1: Yeah. So you're working, working with professionals is really wonderful. And um, that's another thing that we started called Workshop Wednesday, where we have different professionals come in and speak to our, it's, agents can come, the community can come. We market it to everyone just to bring people into a room and it's a benefit for everyone. And it's called Workshop Wednesday. And that's one of the ways we started in 2009 by bringing people into the office by offering lunch and a speaker.
0: I love that. That is such a great (laughs) idea. Now, for those of you that don't work in an office, you can take this idea to a company. So if you know people that work at a company, bring something like this to them and say, Hey, I, I have this, program I do for businesses where I bring in experts, all different types of fields um, where I can start to do some educational stuff for anyone who wants to sit in. Maybe you can you know, let, let me use the conference room once a month for an hour. Um, these are things, you know, if you have an office, you can do them in-house or you can go places and do them. And I think that is a heck of a good idea.
1: Yeah, it's fine. We have one tomorrow. <laughs>
0: Exciting. Well, Debbie, this has been awesome. I want everybody to do a couple of things. I want you to visit Debbie Dimaggio.org, and that's D-E-B-B-I and then dimaggio, D-I-M-A-G-G-I-O.org. You can learn about all things Debbie, her coaching, her books. Please go to Amazon. We have links to that in the show notes and check out her books and her, her various programs and coaching. And if you are an agent in the LA or San Francisco Bay area and you're like, nah, I'm not really getting the Uh, attention i deserve or i need at my firm reach out to debbie her team is growing and expanding and as she said at the very beginning oh by the way you know maybe she can help you with some of your uh some of your activity so reach out to her uh, go to her website and do that and also if you are somebody who has clients that move in and out of la or uh, the san francisco bay area reach out to Debbie as well. She would love to partner with you and you guys could trade clients back and forth. So, Debbie, thank you so so much for being on the show. You were a fantastic guest. I had, we learned so much and really everything you said in this interview was was actionable. So, I really applaud you for that. Thank you um and on behalf of uh, Debbie and myself, we want to thank our audience for sticking around to the very end and supporting our show. Please tell a friend, uh, tell one other agent about the show. We would really appreciate it, everyone listening. That will help us get in front of more people. And on behalf of myself and the audience, we want to thank Debbie for all of her time today. She is amazing. She doesn't have time to do things like this, but she showed up anyway, and we applaud her for that. So please stay in touch with Debbie. You can follow her on social media as well. Uh, Debbie Dimaggio will have that for all of her social channel stuff in the show notes. Debbie, uh, thanks again. And we will see everybody on the next episode. Thanks, Debbie. Thank you so much. Thank you.